In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. So last night we heard God's word become incarnate as he took on flesh to become our savior. And the, 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 the 12 days of Christmas, in fact, start now. And the season of Christmas is just beginning. And everywhere you look, however, the world acts as if it's come to an end, as if this is it, as if we've reached uh, the, the pinnacle of it and it's time to move on. They act as if the day has served its purpose, the function of the day is completed, the festivities are over, they got their presents, their families go home, the food is gone, the tree is taken down, and then we move on to the next big thing, whatever that might be. But even if the world moves on, you dear saints shouldn't move an inch. You should stay exactly where you are, which is in his church. You should keep your mind on the incarnation of God, even through the new year, even through whatever tomorrow holds. Because for the next 12 days, you should continue to ponder the mystery that God took on flesh that he took on bones, that he took uh, blood in, and, and had veins and had hair and eyes and teeth and had a name. And that he still has all of those things. You shouldn't move too quickly from the fact that God is man. That he joined himself to our flesh and humanity forever. Christmas isn't about the fact that God took on flesh at some point in his existence and that it's now a thing in the past or that it's a little blip in time where he just took on flesh and then discarded it like it was just any other, like a robe or anything else. Rather, it's that God took on flesh and kept it. Christmas is the spectacular and mind-blowing truth that God became man and still is. It's the marvelous truth that God became our brother and still is. It's the astounding truth that God has become our redeemer through the mortification of that flesh on the cross. It's the breathtaking truth that he resurrected in that same flesh and he promised to resurrect ours from the dead as well. So the question is before us today, when did he decide to do all of this? Scripture says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. So this means that God had a plan. He had been waiting to send his, his son, Jesus, until the right time, until the fullness of time, until he knew the right time to send him. But when did God come up with this crazy idea? When did God determine that Christmas would be? When did he pick the date of that day? When did God determine that he would become man and suffer as a lowly servant and then die forgiving a world full of sinners who reject him daily? If he came up with it a long time ago, then you could say, didn't he know that Adam and Eve would have sinned? Didn't he know all of this mess would have happened? And the answer is yes, he did. In fact, before he ever planted a tree in that garden, before he ever made the dirt in that world, before he ever made Adam from the dust or Eve from his rib, God knew that they would doubt him. He knew that they would fall away from him. He knew that they would be disobedient and bring death upon themselves, bringing sorrow and sadness. From all eternity, God knew this would happen. He knows all things, and there's nothing that's hidden to him. And yet, it's at the same time of knowing that all this would happen, 
that God, out of his boundless love and mercy, made a decree, a promise, a plan of how he would save us from those sins. He determined how he would fix this fallen world and how he would redeem it. You see, just as God knew what evil they were going to do ahead of time, he also knew what good he would bring out of that evil and all of their evil deeds. Even though God knew all of the wretchedness and woe that would come about as a result of their disobedience and unbelief, God still decided that it would be worth suffering for all of these things, suffering, in, uh, suffering all of these things in order to win your salvation. Even though God knew that Adam and Eve would deliver themselves into eternal death in that moment, he chose to deliver them by suffering the death that they deserved. Even though we have robbed ourselves through our sin of the beautiful gifts of God, God decided to be stripped of his glory and live a life of poverty so that we might gain the riches and the treasure of heaven. When God became flesh, he was doing the one thing he determined to do before the foundation of the world. This wasn't an afterthought. It wasn't his plan B. It wasn't the backup plan. This was God's plan from the beginning, from before the beginning. God resolved it from eternity to send his only begotten son into the flesh to heal the world through his obedience and to satisfy the wrath of God against all of us. He was determined to heal us from the wounds that infernal serpent inflicted upon us when the devil sunk his fangs into our flesh, giving us death in this life and the life to come. Christ has come to take out that venom. He promised to restore all good things that were lost in the fall. And even more than knowing simply that he would have to save us, he also knew how he would have to save us and how he would do it. He knew what he had to do. He knew what pain he had to suffer. He knew what shame he'd have to endure. He knew how much blood he'd have to spill. He knew how much sorrow he'd have to experience. He knew how many thorns would have to be pierced into his brow and how many nails would be pressed into his flesh. And even though he knew all of this from eternity, it didn't deter him. It didn't push him away. It didn't change his mind because he loved you and he absolutely adores you. Even though he knew this from all eternity, he revealed his plan and his promise in time. Even though he knew what he himself would have to do to save Adam and Eve and all of their descendants up to you here this day from the snares of death, he decided it was worth it. Even though he knew some of his own would reject him and would hate him and would spit upon him, would despise him, he still loved them unto the end. So God came forth from his sacred throne of his majesty and he revealed the awesome mystery of his love, the awesome plan of his salvation through his son that he would become for our sake flesh. So what does this mean for you for this Christmas and the next day and the next Christmas and the rest of your life? It means that when the trials and tribulations of this life weigh you down, when the problems and diseases of the flesh wreak havoc upon your body, and when all of your sin fills your heart with guilt and makes you question whether God even loves you or notices you or cares for you anymore, you should remember that God loved you before you even existed. 
You should learn that whatever sin you have committed, God already knew you would commit before the creation of the world. And yet he already knew how he was going to forgive it. God was determined to save you even before you were ever condemned. He was determined to forgive you even before you could ever sin. He loved you and planned to redeem you before he ever placed a hair on your head, before he put a cell of blood in your body, before he set a grain of sand in place or spoke a ray of light into existence. He planned for your salvation. And since God's love for you existed before you did, and since God's love already saw all the sin that you would ever commit, there is no sin that he has not determined to forgive with his blood, and there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God in Christ. So no matter how much you've been waiting for this day, how much you've been preparing and anxiously waiting for Christmas to come, God has been waiting for this day, for Christmas, more than you could know. He's been waiting an eternity to become your brother, an eternity to give you peace, an eternity to fill you with joy. He has yearned and longed for your salvation more than you yourself have. He is thirst and his hunger for your salvation and your redemption has brought him down to you, down to this earth to take on our flesh. He had been waiting for this day before he ever called evening and morning into being. And this day is finally here. Today is that day where God once again calls you his own as he forgives your sin, as he brings to mind all of the, the, the love that he has for you. Today is the day when God gets to forgive your sin again, when he gets to fill your heart with joy, when he gets to clothe you in the righteousness of Christ. Today is the day when God accomplishes for you what he determined to do in eternity. And today you receive what Christ did for you in the fullness of time. Amen. Hear the words of this hymn. I stand beside thy manger here, O thou my life from heaven. I come and bring thee, Savior dear, what thou to me hast given. Take it, it is my mind and heart, my soul and strength, take every part, and let it give thee pleasure. Thy love, O Lord, before my birth, thou didst elect to show me, and for my sake didst come to earth, before I e'er did know thee. Yea, long before thy gracious hand created me, thy grace had planned to make thee mine forever. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.